On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win in Utah without Luka Doncic to go up 2-1 in the series. And I got to pay off a bet. Three, two. I believe in Dattin Witty. I believe J.B. Brunson. I believe in Maxi Kleber. The Mavs go up 2-1. I believe in the resurrection. Luka will rise again. For I believe in the Dallas Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show and hear us letting it ride. Let the music ride today. Comment down below. Comment. We need to get over 500 comments because we got 500 comments when they lost. Got to get 500 comments when they win. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the singer serenader, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Are we just up in here worshiping? Having uh, some fun. I think I just woke up my kids. I mean, <laughs> my dog's probably barking at this point. Jalen Brunson, we love you. Where is the Jalen Brunson statue going? What, a night. what an incredible night. Letting the music ride. Let the music ride a little bit. Holy cow. The Dallas Mavericks get a win. 126 to 118. I didn't think the Mavs could score 126 in this series. This game was so different than the other games. There's so much, there, there's an insane amount to talk about in this game. We'll spend the next couple of days doing it. We are a daily Dallas Mavericks podcast, five days a week, and we're doing all throughout the, the playoffs. So we'll do seven days a week all throughout the playoffs. We will do a post game after every single show. Guys, thanks so much for finding us. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, leave a comment. Like I said, let's start with. Uh, there's so many things to start with. Where do you want to start? Where? I know, right? Let's start with Jalen Brunson because that man. Oh, man. There are two players in the NBA right now that have over 90 points in the playoffs. Over 83 points, actually, in the playoffs. And it's Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. Dang. Jalen Brunson has stepped up to this moment in a way that I just I didn't even think was possible. Jalen Brunson has thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed Donovan Mitchell in this series. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. Donovan Mitchell may have scored two more points than Jalen Brunson, but Brunson has been the better player and his buckets have meant more. They have been in bigger moments. They have been, they have meant more. He has less turnovers. He's more assists, like all that stuff altogether. Jalen Brunson outplaying Donovan Mitchell is insane to me. 2018 draft night. We're both in the American Airlines Center and eating obviously fajitas. I was <laughs> eating fajitas. Um, <laughs> obviously, a lot of it was about Luka Doncic and they draft this other guy. And with the, you know, a top pick in the second round, they already had Dennis Smith Jr. And we're like, oh, taking Jalen Brunson. 
you know, it's just this accomplished player. Obviously, I watched him a lot in college, Villanova, played Carolina in the championship, all that stuff. I mean, arguably the most one of the most decorated college players of all time. Yeah. They draft him, and it's like, uh, what's what's going to be his, like, NBA future? You know, 6'1", guard, you know, and that it doesn't always translate to the, to the league whenever you're a successful college basketball player. But he gets drafted, and immediately – it's Michael Finley saying, Hey, this is one of these guys, we, you know, we're shocked. You know, you hear that all the time. It's like, we're shocked. We, he fell can't believe he round. fell to us. Like, Oh no, that's our guy. We got our guy, got our guy. And they, <laughs> they were saying everything and you believed it, especially when it started. And I remember one of those first conversations up in the press box with some people early that season of, Hey, are we sure Jalen Brunson's not better than Dennis Smith jr. <laughs> like really, <laughs> Really, really early on, it's like, oh, I don't know. Let's just see. He's a second round pick. He's better at it, some things, but blah blah blah. Yeah, upside yeah. and how much and, better can Brunson get? And you know, we have watched every game of Jalen Brunson's career in the NBA, and you know, we've said on this pod of like, I've put a ceiling on him. Like, I, I'm he's proving me wrong right now with this playoff series. Yes. I mean, people initially it was like, could he be Kyle Lowry? Could he be, you know, Fred Van, Fred, Vliet. Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I was saying on this pod, like, I don't, man, six man seems like the highest level for him just because of size and like what he has done. And you look at back at last season, I saw somebody tweet this after the game tonight saying, man, what a difference between last offseason or last postseason and this postseason. And we've referenced it on this podcast, how we talked to him at media day. <laughs> and it's like we, we sat there and talked to him about that and how he thought about it all offseason. He got played off the floor, both offense and defense against the Clippers last year. And now what he's doing against in this Jazz series, it's not only making him a lot of money this offseason, but it's just raising the ceiling of what he could be, what he could be for the Mavericks moving forward. He sat and looked at us at media day and we asked him a question. We were joking around. I'm going to do this story again because there's people that have, didn't listen to our other show and our listeners for the first time. Maybe he sat and looked at us in media day and said, you know, we got to be better. I got to be better about that Clippers series, about how he got played off the floor, about how he just wasn't good enough. And the Mavericks weren't good enough. And now all of a sudden he is good enough and he's been better than good enough. He's been great. He's been so good. In these playoffs. I mean, tonight, 31 points. 12 of 22 from the floor, seven of seven from the free throw line, five assists, one turnover. He didn't hit any threes, but it didn't matter because all of his buckets inside were huge. They were all big. And it felt like every time he had the ball in his hand, he was going to do something good with it, right? That confidence, the confidence that fans have, the confidence that media people have when you're watching somebody, you're like, oh, I know that when that guy has the ball, something good is going to happen. That gives so much confidence to a team. Like that just allows a team to be confident in Jalen Brunson, to be confident in the offense, to be confident in what they're doing and buy into their roles because they know that what is supposed to be happening as far as the point of attack offense is going to be successful because they have trust in Jalen Brunson. The whole team trusts him. Luka Doncic trusts trust him. I mean, what a relationship, these two guys. <laughs> Luka may be the happiest person <laughs> on the Mavs team after that game, during that game. But you said it with the turnovers. He had won this game. He had zero last game. I think yeah, what was, a bum. He had one turnover this game. Couldn't, yeah, but, couldn't follow it up with the zero turnovers again. <laughs> but we're talking about the highest stakes it's of insane. the NBA in the it's playoffs. Insane. In the past two games, he's had 72 points, one turnover. We're looking at this team that you're missing your primary ball handler and Luka Doncic said we've talked about the usage rate and all this stuff and you take him away from this team and look at 
like how well they've kept like they've handled the ball. It's like just eight turnovers tonight, three the other night. Like that's unheard of. Now, some of that is the Jazz defense and they just can't pressure anybody at all. No. But it's the Mavericks too taking care of the ball. And I just, I mean, you can't praise Jalen Brunson enough. I was so hyped in this game. This is one of the most hyped I've been in a in a basketball game, like watching a game in a really long time. Like I was standing up in the living room. My wife's like checking out, like, hey, taking it. You all right? You good? Like, you know. The Dinwiddie dunk on Gobert? Oh. I, I, I literally stood I, up and said, oh, my God. What? Left my seat. Yeah, I was sitting at home by myself in this office, left my seat. And I was like, I can't believe what I just looked at. But but Jalen Brunson, the story about Jalen Brunson in this game is toughness. Just toughness and tenacity and coming back. Five minutes and ten seconds left in the second quarter. Jalen Brunson starts holding his back. He's on the ground. And we're like, wait, what the, no. what the heck? Like, how is he down? And you look at – and you look – and Royce O'Neal – pulls the the Marcus Morris the Marcus Morris 2.0 like runs at at Jalen Brunson while he's going for a rebound with his elbow out elbow out and gets him in the lower back just like full contact elbow in the lower back Brunson goes down he goes to the locker room and all of a sudden everybody's holding their breath uh Bertans Dinwiddie hits a three Bertans hits a couple threes and the Mavs hold on throughout the rest of that quarter but then Brunson came back uh, in the second half and started the second half. But that was scary for a second there. But Brunson to come back in whatever pain he was dealing with um, after the game, he said it was just pain. You know, there's nothing really serious about it. And then he asked, you know, what happened there? He said, Royce elbowed me in the back. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's all he when, said. When there's one thing to be, you know, we, we've seen throughout history. And I, obviously, Royce, I he's not, I'm not comparing like Bill Lambier or something like that. But like, <laughs> you know, you, you see like dirty plays or dirty players make these moves sometimes. And it's like, Oh, okay. Or is that just like part of like who you are? You're just doing out of frustration or what just like, it- or like go bear just with his arms. We were talking about him last pod yeah. about, Hey, he just throws his arms around everywhere. And he's not like dirty, but he, you know, he just isn't aware of what's doing all the time. What makes it cheap though, is when you can't guard somebody and you're just getting your, like your lunchbox just taken from you every single day, like every single time down the floor, and Jalen Brunson's just cooking you, like literally putting you in a blender and then just serving you up on in a smoothie container. Like and then, you t- and then you take then you take the cheap shot because you just can't guard him and you just want like that's where it was just it was just dirty. I mean, I I don't care. I, you know, we all saw the clip and you know, some jazz fans were like, okay, I, I get he might not have a, a history and a past of that, but that's a dirty play. It's a cheap, cheap foul. I'll respect the heck out of him if he comes out and says, Yeah, that's just not me. And I, I've made a bad decision in the moment and I regret it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if not, well, have fun being suspended. If not, look forward to uh next game. Yeah. So Jalen Brunson stays or, in. Or it's part of his grand plan to get suspended so he doesn't have to guard Luca in game four. <laughs> Daniel House asked about Luca and he said, next question before before no, game no. three. These wings are these wings are, are thinking about it. It's in their head for sure. Um, and if you want to, you know, I heard a lot the jazz fans doing the refs, you suck and all that. I was waiting for the mm. complaining from jazz fans. Mavs had 32 fouls called on them in this game. 32 yeah. jazz had 28 against them. They needed to reverse the chant to uh, jazz. You suck instead of refs. <laughs> jazz took 33 free throws in this game. Mavs took 31. This was a, this is a long free throw filled game, but this Brunson, game. the Brunson, the toughness gets it done for the Dallas Mavericks. So much to talk about. Honestly, one of the things we have to talk about coming up is 
Jason Kidd and this coaching staff, because I don't think this Mavericks team is anywhere close to where they are right now. If it's a different coaching staff and we'll talk about why coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions. You don't want need or simply forgot about on average, people save up to $720 a year on Truebill. Think about what you could do with $720. And that's just the average. You could save up to, you could save more than that. That's a lot of Bill Barnes, a lot of other stuff. That's a lot of Jalen Brunson jerseys you can get. And your Truebill Concierge is there for you to help you cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to do it yourself. You have a concierge that can help you cancel those subscriptions. Don't fall for any of those scams anymore where they make you sign up for a trial and then you're like, all right, I'm going to try to cancel this now. And then they're like, hey, you have to call this company. I don't want to call any company to try and cancel a subscription. Truebill will do it for you. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Right now, Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA can save you thousands a year. Again, that's Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Also, want to tell you about Built Bar. I got one right here. Churro. The Churro Puff. Delicious. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate with marshmallow in the middle. You see that little marshmallow if you're watching on YouTube? See that? Ooh, look at that. Delicious Built Bars are really, really good. I eat them. I order them myself. I'm going to have to order a new box here soon. They got a bunch of other flavors as well. Double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, um, coconut is good, the banana cream pie. Check out all the flavors at Built.com. And if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your entire order. That's Built. Dot com. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from your local experts, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Now. All right, Isaac, this coaching staff, Jason Kidd, when he got hired, I was skeptical of him as a coach. He had not had a good track record. You know, the, Bro- the Brooklyn thing, you know, phased like, like flamed out. Milwaukee definitely flamed out. There was bad stories about it all around. Didn't seem like he was you know, going to be a good coach. Then went to uh, LA, had two years there. Everything seemed to go fine there. And then he gets hired at the Mavericks. There had been nothing really for me to say, oh, I'm very confident that Jason Kidd is going to be a good head coach. He has been incredible as a, as a head coach this year yeah. for this Dallas Mavericks. And point to nothing other than Josh Green in this game. You and I sat on this podcast yesterday with david lock and we one yeah. of our segment ideas like one of our segment things was i don't think josh green can play anymore who which players can't play in this series anymore we were throwing out especially conley. against gobert yeah. we were throwing out conley we were throwing out you know davis bertans josh green was a player we both agreed i think he can't play in this series he's got to be able to hit some shots and if he doesn't hit some shots against gobert specifically then he can't play josh green 12 points hit three threes and had six assists tied for the team high and he had a couple of steals. He had um, some rebounds that were big too. Josh Green made a huge impact in this game in 18 minutes. This is why I'm not a head coach because I, would, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, I, I was saying, I was like, yeah, especially when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. It's like, I didn't understand kid leaving him out there. And, you know, even he said post game tonight, he, he got some post game love on the, in the media session tonight. He's saying, you know, it, it kind of threw him off, you know, last game having somebody guard him like Rudy that was playing so far off of him that it just throws you off your game like whoa I don't know what to do with the ball and you know in his his shot tonight you know I was on yesterday's pod saying I I can't I can't live with Josh Green missed missed threes and he comes out tonight and he hits those threes (laughs) he made three out of five that's (laughs) That's an incredible yeah, percentage. And, and we know he's a good passer. It's like, I can right. live with him passing the ball. I'm like, all oh, of that, because we've seen him do it before. 
but just the the confidence still in empowering your players and saying, hey, you got to – I mean, there's a small part of it saying, well, who else is going to play? So you got to be out there and you just better shoot it since you're going to be out there. But I'm I'm happy for him. He had such a big impact on the game. The whole bench unit, like, yeah. saved this entire game. Like, And so you, you shout out the coaching staff, which this team – they're so well coached. It's unbelievable how connected they are. I mean, even there's a Dinwiddie angle of like him having a bad game and then him just staying in it and like all this different stuff. I want to take it up on a level and say, I think the front office deserves some credit too, because I don't think this win happens without the Dinwiddie KP trade. And what Dinwiddie did late in this game, what Berton, Bertans did coming off the bench and hitting those threes. I don't think I don't think they win this game if it's KP in there without those with instead of the other two guys. Shout out to Nico Harrison. Dallas is going to yeah. get a seat at the table. <laughs> That's their only Nico drop. Bertans, fifteen points off the bench. He hit four threes. Those were huge. The Mavs, they the Jazz had to guard him on the perimeter. They couldn't just leave him. Uh, yeah. And he had a nasty chase down block. Thomas Bertans is just a little fu in him, right? Like just a little bit of like, I'm going to come after you. The technicals, the the chase down blocks, uh, some of his rebounds. And he hit, you know, four threes. He hit three free throws. He only scores in in multiples of of three, apparently, because he got 15 points in this game. But yeah, Davis Bertans had 15. Josh Green had 12. Trey Burke had, you know, had three points. Sterling Brown got two in free throws at the end there. So uh, Bench points for oh yeah, and then Maxi off the bench too had seventeen points. So bench points for the <laughs> that Mavs. stretch by Maxi in the first. I'm what 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 is, what is this? The the conspiracy theory is true. It's true, guys. Maxi Kleba went cold, <laughs> went on cold purpose. on purpose at the end of the regular season, so that yep. the Jazz would 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 sag off of him a little bit more and let him take those open threes, and it's worked so far in games two and three. Yeah. The Mavs two wins. He went eight of eleven from three in game two and now he goes four of five from three i mean he, he, what is he, he's 12 of 16 in the last two games from three i mean yeah, back to the coaching staff that's confidence in the coaching staff too of maxi yeah. Kleber to keep playing him to not say hey maybe don't take those maybe just drive they kept empowering him you saw the whole team keep empowering and that comes from the top down that came from jason kidd empowering everybody from top to bottom on this roster and that created a culture of empowering everybody else. Jason Kidd and the coaching staff has done an incredible job. 11 threes by the guys off the bench. And I mean, that's just. Oh my gosh. That's why I mean, we were setting on the this jazz pod. hit nine, their whole team. We were setting on this pod yesterday with David Locke and you know, Locke was like, Hey, what, what's the game plan for Dallas to win, win another game? It's like, Hey, they got to chuck the threes, right? He like, said, surely they can't hit threes like they did in game two. But but the the reason why we one without Luca you only have so many options. But the reason why we're, we're we sat on the pod like chuck the threes, shoot, let it fly. Yeah, attempted forty two today. Forty two, uh-huh. and it's like because they are getting uncontested threes so much that I will play the percentages like that. They are these are good shooters like Reggie Bullock. We're not really getting any of the hate Reggie Bullock tweets anymore, are we? Like. No, because this dude, they signed I have a to 44. Apologize that you felt that he should have played more. <laughs> they signed a 44% three point shooter in the offseason. Hold on. Can we? I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. <laughs> that that drop is from the beginning of the regular season when Reggie Bullock was just played 17 minutes in a game. Reggie Bullock is now leading the NBA in minutes in the playoffs. That's incredible. 
<laughs> that's kind of wild so hey we've been wrong about stuff we were right about that we've been wrong about a lot of stuff and but reggie and dorian these guys maxi they're just yeah they're getting uncontested three-pointers so why why not chuck them up and they did tonight and they hit a lot of them Co continuing with the coaching staff the big moment in this game that everybody's gonna be talking that everybody's gonna be talking about is Five minutes and 33 seconds left in the third quarter, and the Jazz decide to go small. They had they had played Gobert and Whiteside, at least one of those two, or I guess one of those two, at all times throughout this series, all however many minutes. They decided to put Eric Paschal in. It's the first time he's played this entire series. They put him out there, and the Jazz go small for the first time. The Mavericks are up 83 to 66. At the end of the third quarter, the, the Mavs were up 97 to 91 at that point. The Jazz went on a 25 to 14 little stretch there after they decided to go small. And continue with, with praise to the coaching staff. That was a look that was just destroying the Mavs. And the Mavs figured yeah. out a way to, to defend that. And the Mavs continued to, to play what they were doing to, to get Dinwiddie some downhill drives into the into the paint. And they changed their game plan just a little bit in order to uh, to win when when the Jazz were like dominating with that look. And I didn't, I didn't think that Snyder. I'm trying to think of the podcast friendly phrase for this. I didn't think <laughs> Snyder had the, um, I guess stones. Let's no, the stones. the cojones. The, we'll take yeah. the Tim. We'll take the Tim McMahon word. There you go. To to do that, and we we sat on this pod for. I mean, it felt like two months before the playoffs, saying we want Utah. Like I want Utah. Yeah. Mainly, mainly a lot of it because I, ne the bad I didn't city. think that. I didn't want the bad city because I didn't think they would, they would ever bench Rudy and say, like, I will take the event. Like I'll take this team against a Rudy Gobert, you know, jazz team. Well, they didn't really. <laughs> well, they, they did in a sense of, they always alternated white side and Rudy's, you know, minutes. And then the moment that they brought <laughs> Eric Pascal in and it's like, Whoa, okay. They're really going small. And that's when they run on the run. They were more efficient there. How much the space, like, I mean, we'll talk more about it tomorrow, tomorrow night's spot, but the space Donovan Mitchell had whenever they had those four guys out there. I mean, he was getting layup after layup. He was Bertons awful before that. Yeah. I mean, Bertons can't guard anybody on the perimeter at all, but it just gave him so much space. And then in the fourth, they start with Pascal again. Then they brought, you know, Rudy back in. Then they took Rudy back out, but Pascal back in. And it's like, they obviously are like tinkering or something. And I just, I was kind of surprised they went. It shows how desperate they are already. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's wild that, that that look, but giving credit to the coaching staff, they found out a way to beat that look too. And uh, didn't let the, the Mavs didn't let it get rattled. And it's because this Mavs team has been so good at coming back from being mm -hmm. down 10, being down 15, down 20 at times this season. They have come back. And that's a resilience that when the Jazz are throwing their punch back, they're like, hey, we're going to give you this different look that you didn't even expect. Well, we're going to go small. Donovan Mitchell's finally going to explode. He's finally going to go off. We're going to punch you in the mouth. And then the Mavs are like, we're used to this. We're, we're used to, to being down and feeling like we're, we're back on our heels. And they came back and won this, and won this game. It's, it's insane. Coming up, we got a lot more to talk about with this game. What did Spencer Dinwiddie do at the end of this? Got to give him some credit. Got to talk about how he was effective and more. But before we do that, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Cue the Isaac getting mad that I still haven't given him his sunglasses yet. But Shady Rays, an independent sunglass, sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. You can get your own pair. Uh, use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season. And 
The coolest thing about Shady Rays is they have this protection program. It's called Lost and Broken Protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. So give them a try. Try out the Lost and Broken Protection if you do lose them. Uh, but you won't want to because you want to look good in them. Summer's coming, guys. Get your Shady Rays. Promo code locked on at ShadyRays.com. All right, Isaac. The Dallas Mavericks get this win. Spencer Dinwiddie. There were moments in this game where I was like, this is Spencer Dinwiddie's time. When the, when the Jazz went really small, when they took out when they took out, um, you know, Gobert and Whiteside, I was like, all right, this is Dinwiddie's time. Brunson is, you know, still going to be effective, but this should be Dinwiddie's time. He had struggled before that point. He was just three of 16 from the field uh, through the, through like a little bit of the fourth, of the fourth quarter, but he gets some big baskets down the stretch. He finished the game with 20 points, six assists, and all those assists were huge. When the Mavs didn't have anything else going, when Brunson was out of the game, when he was hurting, when he was back in the locker room, uh, Dinwiddie had a couple of assists. I think both of those Bertans threes at the end of the first half were from Dinwiddie driving kicks. Uh, Those mattered. His buckets mattered. Six of seven from the free throw line mattered. Only two turnovers from Dinwiddie, so that improved from the game before. Uh, I thought he was a plus eight in the plus minus. A good game from Dinwiddie despite only going six of 21 from the field. 10 points, 10, 10 of his points tonight was in the fourth quarter. And Huge. It, we were talking to him earlier about Dinwiddie and, you know, when you have a team like Gobert, Dinwiddie excels offensively whenever he can drive to the basket. Well, if Rudy Gobert's not out on the floor, then it's like, all right, well, who, what gave the Mavericks a little trouble was then it took away some of the three-pointers. When they went small and they took Rudy off the floor – then they stopped dropping on some of these picks. They they started hedging more. They started they they were faster, obviously. So then they could close out faster. Therefore, taking them taking some of the threes away from the Mavs and pushing the Mavs to be a little bit more ISO heavy. Well, there that's where Spencer Dinwiddie comes into play, and that that's why it's like, man, if we didn't like if, they, if we didn't have Dinwiddie in this game, especially toward at the end of that game, what was happening? He was targeting Donovan Mitchell. They were bringing up Mitchell yeah, I mean, this every happened. time. I mean, this happened all throughout the game. Brunson did this in the first quarter. The most telling thing was when uh, whoever was Rudy Gobert's man started to come up. Brunson's like, no, 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 no. not uh, you, not you, Reggie. <laughs> and he calls for Reggie to come up to get Brunson, and then he torches, you know, torches Mitchell there. But Dinwiddie was taking advantage there of Mitchell in the fourth quarter. Had 10, 10 points there in the fourth. Obviously, he had the massive. I mean, detonation on Rudy Gobert's head, but I was happy for him because it was a bad, it was a bad, like efficient shooting game for him yeah. leading up to that point. And for him to just stay in the game, keep his head in it, and then have some big buckets late was massive. There's some big stats in this game we've been watching, like the the 40 points, Donovan Mitchell, I think I'm going to up it to 35 points. If he gets more than 35 points, then the Mavs are in trouble, but he only had, he had 32 in this game only. Only 32. Uh, our friend Jake Kemp, friend of the pod, sent me this stat. He said, he said, I heard about David, David Locke referencing shot quality index, like the shot quality, mm-hmm. like the quality of shots that the, that the Mavs and the Jazz were getting. Uh, the Jazz outperformed their, their shot quality by 10.3%, their sixth highest quality impact of the season. Teams don't usually lose games when they're having 10% higher shot quality than normal. Their shot, their shots were very, very good is what we're saying. The quality of looks that they got, especially with that, um, that smaller lineup. But Jake points out, and this is a great point by him, the Jazz only took 69 shots. Mm, nice. The Mavs took 83 shots. Like That difference right there 
They tied in rebounds. So everybody that's been thinking about rebounds all, all the time, the Mavs, the Mavs and Jazz tied in rebounds tonight. They still didn't win the rebounding battle, and they still won. By the, way. <laughs> the Mavs got six offensive rebounds. The Jazz only got one. So they that's didn't get a huge stat. They didn't give them extra possessions. The Jazz only took 69 shots, only 28 threes from the Jazz too. Still keeping them under 30 when they averaged 40 threes a game. We can't say that it's sad enough. The Jazz averaged 40 threes a game in the regular season. They only Second took the league. They only took 28 in this game. Um, and only took 69 shots. A lot of that is because they took a ton of free throws. And so when you take free throws, there are a lot of them are on, on shooting fouls and all that. And so they didn't take as many shots. But the Mavs limited those attempts, which is huge. I mean, take you take. <laughs> what did they take? They took 14 more shots than the Jazz? Mm. That's wild. Yeah. You look at second chance points, too. I mean, we, we that's one of the things we've been looking we at. We wrote off. Saying, we wrote yeah. off that stat, said it doesn't well, matter for the Mavs. And points in the paint, too. They lost points in the paint, 56-42. But second chance points has been a big one over the past few. Dallas won that tonight, 14-5. to Like, Utah... You said the stat while I go. That was the most telling thing. Like we know how, if you've been listening, you know how we feel about the rebounding thing. It's kind of overhyped, but one offensive rebound for them and only five second chance points for Utah tonight. Yeah, massive. I mean, that's a huge, huge stat. That yeah, Gobert finally had like a good offensive game. He had 15 points, but he only had seven rebounds, and none of them were on the offensive end. Like that, his yeah. impact was 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 way different <laughs> in this game offensively. Uh, Rudy Gobert the, played under 30 minutes tonight. He was a minus 16 in the game. And if you're in the Rudy Gobert, like fan club, um, who would, who would be in that fan club? Tough, tough, tough night. Not somebody and, we know. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I really do wonder like what, what this does to, especially, you know, especially the maps and like front office. Like, do you, do you watch this game and then does it change anything? Does it like, or do you look do you look at this game and say, oh, we would use you better type of thing? But it's gonna be a <clears throat> kind of a tough tell, uh, like tough sell to a fan base if they do go out and try to get him this offseason saying, Hey, our prize addition to this team was the guy that we played <laughs> yeah. off the floor. Uh, so anyway, I'm you know there's a lot, there's so much we can talk about with, yeah. with that, but um man, oh, so we gotta give out the award that everybody covets the hot player of the game hot man the hot player hot player maxi kleba because he said hot player twice in his post-game press conference he also said let hot it man, fly. The hot player hot player you almost need to clip him saying let it fly oh let it fly yes sir that's what you do shout out to dirk being in the bad city on the on the yeah. sidelines he was he was there courtside him and jessica and finn and and gave us an incredible gift that i've been tweeting out all night <laughs> I love it. Whole crew. Um, Tim Cato with an incredible tweet tonight about the crowd looking like Taco Bell hot sauce. <laughs> they went with the different colored shirts in each section, which I like. I'm okay with, but then they did look like Taco Bell hot sauce packets because the colors were like the orange and the red. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell um, trying to be Dwayne Wade of falling down so much tonight. That was, I mean, the Mavs. Okay. Let's just be honest. The Mavs winning this game took a lot of the heat off the refs from our angle. Because there were some brutal moments tonight uh, with officiating against but. against both teams. Really, I mean, I thought that they were not good overall. Uh, the Jazz crowd was yelling, "Refs, you suck!" I mean, there was a ton of fouls called in this game. What was there? Fifty fouls? No, sixty fouls called in this game. Oof, that's a lot. Sixty fouls, sixty-four free throws. <laughs> this is this is a long game where a lot of things happen. 
But uh, the Donovan Mitchell like foul from Dwight Powell that he was on the floor like holding his head like he got hit in the head was oh come on that was egregious and then for them to review that and to not reveal the Royce O'Neal elbow in in the back against Brunson was uh that was questionable that that had me, that had me thinking about had like Donaghy vibes on it <laughs> the the Royce O'Neal one kind of I got a text from a friend of mine that said uh, gave him Andrew Bynum JJ Barea vibes oh uh, it wasn't that ooh. bad it wasn't that I'll give Royce credit it wasn't that bad but zooming out for a second just bigger picture heading into game four we'll obviously have a you know a pod you know tomorrow but you know it's an early tip there in Utah 3 30 all like all the pre-game talk and even in-game talk by the broadcast and everything was about the optimism around Luka Doncic heading into game four and all of that but I think tactics wise I think the biggest question for Utah is how much, how desperate are they to go small? Because there was something there tonight for Utah. There was, and it it did scare me a little bit. Of if you're willing to go there, it does change Dallas's game plan. It does take away some of their threes. Can they get to forty threes if they're playing small? It gives more space to Donovan Mitchell. And do they just have the cojones to uh, to put you know Rudy Gobert and Whiteside on the bench? I don't know. And what it did was a lot of a lot of people were talking about, oh, well, they took out Rudy Gobert, and all of a sudden their you know their defense and Rudy Gobert was hurting their offense. Like Rudy Gobert was really hurting their. It wasn't really about the defense to me. He was hurting their uh, offense. He, there was some moment there. Yeah, it it does when Rudy's the de- out there. It does allow them to get more open threes. The defense, the defense on the perimeter is what's killing the Jazz. Yes, but it. It's not like oh, just because they have Rudy Gobert and they built they built their defense around him means that they have a bad defense, right? I see some people trying to make no, that no. point, and I don't think that's what it is. No, no, no. Donovan Mitchell's been so bad. Conley's been so bad defensively that Rudy has to cover up a bunch of stuff. And so then, on offense, they can't take advantage of anything from him as far as you know, like anything, like all the stuff Luca does with Dwight Powell, they can't do that stuff with Rudy Gobert, and he's a way better, like bigger finisher, bigger, like bigger catch radius, all that kind of stuff. Well, and they can't on the ball to catch it. So they can't take advantage of any of that. It's been wild. But so what it did was when they took Gobert off the floor, it allowed driving lanes for Mitchell. And uh, he finally had a good game. He hadn't had a good shooting game. Like he had been taking, he had been shooting like 30%, 31% from the field in the first couple of games. And this one, he was 10 of 21. Didn't take 30 shots for the first time. Cause he actually went to the line and all that, but. Yeah, and, took- and, they, and they were targeting Brunson late too. Yeah. You know, on offense, but this a nod to the coaches staff. They started targeting Brunson, and what did the coaches staff do? They started trapping. They started tra- you know, bringing a, a second guy over to trap and get the ball out of Don Mitchell's hands, resulting in turnovers, you know, missed threes, and they kid is adapting on the fly, and it's working so far. Gut reaction now after game three. The Mavs are up two one. They play Saturday. Does Luca play Saturday? Um, yeah, I think so. I was I was very adamant that he wasn't playing game three. If yeah. y'all y'all been listening. But but he warmed up, he spoke to the media again. He like all that kind of stuff I think is is more positives towards he's he's progressing in the right direction. Except for Woj had to come in with his pessimism. Well, yeah. I I was not yeah, ninety-nine percent that he was not playing game three. No, no, no. This one's the first one I'm saying. I think I think he's playing a game four. Woo! Wait, 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 do we have to do, do, we have to do? Doncic, saucy, saucy, mm. and then Jason Kidd. Then Jason Kidd. So I want to, you know, be able to touch the car soon. Soon, 
<laughs> the return of it soon. Let's leave with this. It'd be great vibes, no, just great vibes. Like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no, sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Your next listen should probably be Locked On Jazz today. Go listen to Locked On uh, Jazz. I'm going to listen. I'm going to go listen because I want to know what he thinks. He knows Quinn Snyder maybe better than anybody. Like anybody in the media, David Locke knows Quinn Snyder and knows what he thinks about things. And I would, I'm really curious to see what he thinks about Rudy Gobert. So go listen to Locked On Jazz today. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.